हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 जय राधा माधवा कुंज विहारी जय राधा विष्णुपदा कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदातस्वामी निधिनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषशून्यवादी पाश्चत्तादिशतारिणे श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभुनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधार शिवासदिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरचतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर नष्टु अभद्रेशु भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भागवत The word Bhagavat means about the supreme personality of God, Bhagavan. Things that are spoken about the supreme personality of Godhead is Shrimad Bhagavat. Bhagavatam, Shrimad Bhagavatam, is the essence of all the Vedic scriptures, the entire Vedas. The Vedas are vast, uh, huge. All knowledge is Vedas. Veda means knowledge. So all the knowledge is actually. the vedas now when there are so many knowledges so many branches of knowledges is very difficult to ascertain what is the real knowledge what is the essential knowledge and bhagavatam is that knowledge in order to understand that we can consider at the beginning of shrimad bhagavatam there is a description that shilavasdev he came vasudev actually is an incarnation of the lord the vasudev actually came to present the vedic knowledge for the fallen conditioned souls of the age of kali the age of kali is actually a very very degraded age in this age people have very short span of life their intelligence is practically nil they are lazy and at the same time they are constantly being troubled by all kinds of 
calamities and crises prayanal payuso shubhyo kalavashmin juge jana manda sumanda matayo manda bhagga hi upadruta this is the condition of the living entities in the age of kali although people may think that in this age we are making so much advancement so much technological development so much scientific advancement so much medical advancement but actually the reality is alpa ayusha alpa ayu ayu means life span and close the door oh acha you can't nice because they have to go out alpa ayu their life span is very short and their manda they lazy people in this age we are seeing they are becoming more and more lazy uh, people used to be so hard working before people used to uh, ride on a horseback riding a horseback is the best exercise <laughs> but nowadays how many people ride on a horseback they are driving on a motor car <laughs> or uh, they used to walk so you are seeing that with the passing of time people are becoming more and more lazy means they are becoming physically more and more inactive and sumando matayo their mentality is very crooked <laughs> in this age uh, they are very uh, wicked minded people sumando matayo mando bhagga bhagga means good fortune mando bhagga means full of misfortune people in this age are full of misfortune and upadruta upadruta means attacked they are constantly being attacked not only by human beings or animals or insects or reptiles they are being attacked by mother nature nature is attacking them volcanic eruption earthquake famine war so these are all natural natural calamities tsunami so 
This is the condition of this age of Kali. Now, how will people have the time and the mentality and the ability to understand the Vedas? So, as they've considered that, their lifespan will be very short. And plus, they won't have any intelligence, they will be constantly troubled so much that they won't have any time whatsoever. Therefore, Vasudev, before the Kali Yuga began, Vasudev started his work. He divided the Vedas in four categories. Rik, Sham, Jaju, Atharva. Then he classified various other branches of knowledge. History. Uh, history from the beginning of the creation. If we go to the Vedas, we find that different lines are coming from practically from the beginning, from Brahma. Uh, from Brahma uh, to uh, his sons, the Prajapatis. Atri, uh, uh, Kardam, uh, Kashyap, uh, they are the progenitors. One of the main progenitors is Kashyapa. <clears throat> From Kashyapa came different lines. And then we find Manu. From him another line is coming. Vivashwan to Manu. Then from that the line is coming, the line of royalty. So this way we can get the history, so we can stress back all the way to Brahma of different lines. So this is the Vedas, so profound knowledge that it goes to the very beginning of creation practically. And then he gave Puranas, he gave Upanishads, he gave Dharma Shastras, Samhitas, all these Vasudev established. And then finally he gave Vedanta, the essence of the Vedas, the Vedanta. He just gave it. Vedanta Sutra. Sutra means uh, aphorisms. Aphorism means in symbolic way, in short words. 
in very short words but has great meaning. But still Vasudev was not satisfied. He felt that the, his work hasn't been completed. He thought it has been completed, doing it all the way up to the Vedanta Sutra. Naturally, everything has been presented. So why uh, this discontentment? So when Vasudev was in that condition, then Narad Muni came to him. And he asked, so Vas, how are you? Why do you look so discontent? What happened? Uh, you have done so much. Still why you are discontent? And then Narad Muni, when, then Vasudeva admitted that yes, I don't know why it seems that my work hasn't been completed. Something is left. Something hasn't been done. So, <clears throat> then Narad Muni started to advise him. His advice was, although you have described everything, you have done so much, you have not only divided different branches of wisdom, but you have trained your disciples with these different branches. You made them an authority of separate branches. And then you have given the Vedanta Sutra. But what you haven't done is the simple glorification of the Supreme Personality of God. Because the purpose of the entire Vedas is to understand the Lord and sing His glory. That you haven't done. And he very systematically uh, reminded him Bhavatanudya Prayam Jasho Bhagavatam Malam Jenai Baso Na Tashyata Mannetad Darshanam Khilam You have not actually broadcast the sublime and spotless glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That philosophy which does not satisfy the transcendental senses of the Lord is considered worthless. So in one word Narad Muni pointed out that what Vasudev has done so far is useless, worthless. So what makes things worthwhile? 
what makes things worthwhile is the simple glorification of the Lord. Because uh, that is the main purpose of all knowledge. All the philosophy, all learning, all... Uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is a uh, verse. Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that. Sheshi Vidar Fal Janiho Nishchai Krishna Padupadme Janu Chitta Vritti Rai Emphatically understand, fully understand that the purpose of all knowledge is to become fixed at the lotus feet of Krishna. Krishna Padupadme Janu Chitta Vritti Rai So, <clears throat> in this way, Narad Muni pointed out to Vasudev that the real goal of all the Vedas, real goal of all knowledge is to develop attachment to Krishna and sing His glories. In this way, <clears throat> then what happens? There are different aspects of the Vedas. Uh, there is a Vedas have Chatur Varga, four aspects. Uh, dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha. Uh, acting according to the Vedic injunction is Dharma. When one acts according to the Vedic direction, then he gets artha. Artha means actually wealth. Uh, artha means wealth. But what is actual wealth? Actual wealth is piety. Pious activity is real wealth. And when one has this piety, then yes, he gets whatever he wants. Wealth is actually uh, a medium of exchange. Money. What is money? Money is a medium of exchange. Like with this paper or money, we cannot eat. Mm. With this money, with this money as such, we don't get, through that we don't get anything. But with that, we can get what we want. I want food. Okay. Take the money, give me the food. I want nice dress. Take money, give me the dress. Uh, 
I want ornaments. Take money, give me the ornaments. So this is how money is actually the medium of exchange. If I have money, I can get what I want. And that is wealth. But the real wealth is piety. That is what people should remember. Nowadays people are becoming so sinful and they do not know, they do not understand how much they'll have to suffer because of their sinful activities. So, artha, and when you get artha then karma, then we can fulfill our desires. And when after fulfilling desires, still we feel that we are not content, we are not happy, we are not satisfied, then moksha, liberation. I wanted to enjoy here, but instead of enjoying, I am suffering. So, this is the place of suffering, so let me get out of here. Moksha. Get out of here. Liberation. So this Chaturbhargal takes up to that. Get out of here. But the question remains, what after that? You get out of here, but then what? So, Bhagavatam is actually providing that answer. Not only what we'll do after getting out of here, but how to properly get out of here. What happens uh, when we surrender to the Lord, serve Him, and sing His glory. When we surrender unto Him, then He takes care of us. When we don't surrender unto Him, then we are on our own. Okay, you are on your own. You earn your living, you are responsible for everything. And as you sow, so shall you reap. You act nicely, you will enjoy, you act wrongly, you will suffer. Simple law of karma. So, uh, that is the, uh, that is the condition. Like we are on our own now. Uh, But when we surrender, but when we surrender, then we don't have to worry about ourselves. We can consider the father, father is there to take care of his children. Father is there, he always takes care of his children. And when the father is very wealthy, 
its children are so well taken care of but if the son says i don't like you i hate you i don't want to be with you and he leaves when he leaves then actually voluntarily he is rejecting the father and the father is not rejecting him he is rejecting the father and because he rejected the father he is inviting all kinds of difficulties for himself when he was in his father's house food was coming every day in time pocket money was there <laughs> everything was being provided but now he will have to fend for himself now he will have to get a job now he will have to earn money to maintain himself and he is useless he doesn't have any ability to do anything so what happens he suffers so that's what happens when one rejects krishna therefore when one accepts krishna is something like going back to the rich father then what is the father's reaction does the father say get out of here now the father says oh i'm so happy that you came back and his life becomes joyful so krishna is that supreme father krishna is that supreme father who is always there to take care of us actually Huh? one thing here we have to remember an ordinary father may not take care of the son when the son leaves home but this father even though the son has left him the father is maintaining him okay but because he wants to make his own arrangement he is trying to do things for himself undergoing all kinds of hardships that's why uh, the intelligent thing to do is to surrender to krishna that's what krishna is telling in bhagavad gita surrender unto me surrender unto me and shrimad bhagavatam is describing what happens when we surrender when we surrender then we get to know who he is when we surrender then we get to see who krishna is then you get to see he is the supreme creator we got to know that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead but we didn't know him properly but bhagavatam is giving us that information he is the supreme creator and then you get to know 
that what is this creation? Uh, the creation is innumerable universes in this material nature. And each universe has uh, a specific shape. Fourteen planetary systems. Each universe has this fourteen planetary systems. Seven higher. Seven higher and seven lower. And then there is the arrangement. These planetary systems are being maintained and controlled by different living entities, different elevated living entities who are known as demigods. They are controlling things, devtas. In this way, and we go further and further, higher and higher, then we get to see ultimately how Krishna is maintaining everything. And then we get to see how Krishna descended as different incarnations. and how he acted. Krishna appeared in different incarnations and he acted in such wonderful way. We get to hear what he did as in his Matsa incarnation, Meena, a transcendental fish at the time of devastation how he saved his devotees. He assumed the form of a fish because the whole creation is going to be inundated. Whole creation is going to be flooded. And now Therefore, he appeared as a fish. And uh, he was already told his devotees to make arrangements to uh, take the space, different species on a boat. And then uh, the boat was tied on the horn of the fish. That fish had a horn. And that is how uh, the creation was maintained. The rest of the creation was destroyed. Only few were saved. Different species of life were saved. Then he appeared as a tortoise. He appeared as a boar. And all the wonderful activities he performed in these incarnations. Then he appeared as uh, Narsingadev, 
and how he protected his devotee. So all these descriptions about the Lord we get in Srimad Bhagavatam. That's why Bhagavatam is so important. That's why Bhagavad Gita is the preliminary study. We can get to know who God is, but Bhagavatam tells us in details what he does, what he did. This is one aspect of Srimad Bhagavatam. His wonderful activities in different incarnations. And then the condition of this world, one needs to become free from that. Process of liberation has been pointed out. And in order to become liberated from the material bondage, there is no need to undergo so much austerities and penances. Just surrender unto Him. You will be liberated. In Rishinga Puran, Narad Muni is saying that what is the use of performing all these austerities, performing sacrifices, undergoing this austere yoga practice and penances when one just by offering some fruits and flowers and leaves and water to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The benefit that one derives just by offering some fruits and flowers and leaves and water to the Lord uh, is far greater than millions of years of austerities and penances. Why undergo all these difficulties when the process is so simple? Just surrender to Krishna and offer Him uh, your loving offerings. And what you will benefit that the greatest yogi even cannot imagine. Sometimes I give an example in this respect. That somebody wants to become very, when somebody wants to become very rich, he'll have to struggle so hard. He'll have to work so hard, make all kinds of arrangements to become rich. But the son of a millionaire, the son of a billionaire, does he have to do anything? He simply have to recognize who is his father. Immediately billionaire. Doesn't have to do anything. So those who are trying to perform these austerities and penances, they are like struggling hard to get some wealth. Whereas by accepting Krishna, 
one achieves the inconceivable wealth beyond their imagination. So, <clears throat> that is how simple it is. Liberation becomes so easy. That's why it is said that devotee doesn't have to worry about liberation. He's, because he's already liberated. He's beyond liberation. This devotion to Krishna is beyond liberation. Mukti and beyond mukti is bhakti. So much so that Mukti Devi, the personality who awards liberation, Mukulitanjali, with folded hands, tells the devotees, please engage me in your service. Mukti Devi becomes his maidservant. That is the position of a devotee. So that is how exalted, because a devotee is the dear, dear child of the Supreme Personality of God. And in this way, Vasudev was instructed by Narad Muni. Now broadcast that message. Whatever you have done is fine, it was needed. Like, in order to climb onto a height, you have to use a ladder. All this Karmakanda section, Gyanakanda section of the Vedas are this ladder. But what is the uh, top uh, roof? Uh, is Bhakti. So this ladder is needed. But then again, if one gets into a lift, then he doesn't need the staircase, he doesn't need the ladder. So bhakti is like that, no need of the ladder. Get into the lift, go to the topmost story. So Narad Muni instructed Vasudev, therefore, to glorify the sublime glory of the Supreme Personality of God. Broadcast the sublime glory of the Supreme Personality of God. Hare Krishna, Gaur Premanande, Hare Hare. Does anybody have any, does anybody have any question? Yes, I won't, I won't be able to hear you. Is there any mic here?
You have to simply consider who you are glorifying. Is it difficult to find out whether it's for Krishna's glorification? Huh? Like when you go and tell people, uh, chant the holy name and describe about Krishna, whose glorification you are singing? I can understand your point also. Sometimes we do it for our own aggrandizement. I am a big devotee. I can speak so nicely about Krishna. People will recognize me. Even that is good. Because it is being done for the sake of Krishna. Because in the process, you are glorifying Krishna. But, as much as possible, that tendency should be given up. It should be only for Krishna's pleasure, not for my pleasure. Alright? Like, <clears throat> sometimes we find some kathakars. They speak about Krishna. They speak on Srimad Bhagavatam. But their intention is uh, five lakh rupees per lecture. <laughs> so that is not the glorification of Krishna. Glorification of Krishna is simply for the sake of his pleasure, not for our pleasure. Anyway, and we have to also remember that Krishna is seeing us. Krishna is seeing us. I may fool others, but I'll not be able to fool Krishna. He is seeing everything. He knows everything. With that understanding, with all honesty and earnestness, we should sing the glory of Krishna. All right. Thank you. Is there any question in the internet? Okay. Yes, Archana. become devotees, not because of Ram Katha or that Katha, this Katha. They have been attracted by pure Krishna Katha by Prabhupada. They are doing all that, but how many people are becoming devotees? 
not a single one right but in iskon our temple is full they go to listen to them they get a huge gathering but do their life change no remains the same so what we use does it answer your question any other question hari <laughs> krishna at the back there is a question hari krishna my question is if we commit any offense for the devotee or any devotee so how can we apologize go to him and beg forgiveness as you said how to apologize go and apologize to him <laughs> all right whoever you think that you have offended go to him and tell him i'm sorry about that but guru maharaj i think that it is not matlab wo waisa bhi bhi matlab gussa hai matlab theek hota hai jo kya hua that i i feel that he is now he is also angry from me Well, if he remains angry after you apologize, then what can you do? Forget it. <laughs> Because a Vaishnava, not even a Vaishnava, just a gentleman, even when somebody comes and apologizes, then he's okay. It's all right, isn't it? He accepts his apology. But if somebody says no, I don't accept your apology, then what can you do? All you can say, "Danda vat pranam, Hare Krishna." All right. <clears throat> Hare Krishna, Gaur Premanande Hare. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna